Homily 5 of Ten Homilies on the First Epistle of John by St. Augustine of Hippo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1 John 3, verses 9 through 18. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever is not righteous is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate us. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. In this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how can the love of God dwell in him? My little children, let us not love only in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hear intently, I do beseech you, because it is no small matter that we have to cope with all. And I doubt not, because ye were intent upon it yesterday, that ye have with even greater intentness of purpose come together today. For it is no slight question how he saith in this epistle, Whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And how in the same epistle he hath said above, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. What shall the man do who is pressed by both sayings out of the same epistle? If he shall confess himself a sinner, he fears lest it be said to him, Then art thou not born of God, because it is written, Whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And if he shall say that he is just, and that he hath no sin, he receives on the other side a blow from the same epistle. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Place then as he is in the midst, what can he say and what confess, or what profess he cannot find? To profess himself to be without sin is full of peril, and not only of peril, but also of full error. We deceive ourselves, saith he, if the truth is not in us, if we say that we have no sin. But, oh, that thou hadst none, and sayest this. For then wouldst thou say truly, in uttering the truth, wouldst have not so much as a vestige of wrong to be afraid of. But thou dost ill if thou say so. It is because it is a lie that thou sayest. The truth, saith he, is not in us. But if we say that we have no sin, he saith not, have not had, lest happily it should seem to be spoken of the past life. For the man here hath had sins, but from the time that he was born of God. He has begun not to have sins. If it were so, there would be no question to embarrass us. For we should say, we have been sinners, but now we are justified. We have had sin, but now we have none. He saith not this, but what saith he? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And then after a while, he says on the other hand, Whosoever is born of God seeth not. Was John himself not born of God? If John was not born of God, John, of whom ye have heard, that he lay in the Lord's bosom, does not any man dare engage for himself 
that in him he has taken place that regeneration which was not granted to that man to have, to whom it was granted to lie in the bosom of the Lord. The man whom the Lord loved more than the rest, him alone had he not begotten of the Spirit. Mark now these words, as yet I am urging it upon you, what straits we are put to, that by putting your hands on the stretch, that is, by your praying for us and for yourselves, God may make enlargement and give us an outlet, lest some man find in his word an occasion of his own perdition, that word which was preached and put in writing only for health and salvation. Every man saith he that doeth sin, doeth also iniquity. Lest haply thou make a distinction, sin is iniquity. Lest thou say, A sinner I am, but not a doer of iniquity, sin is iniquity. And you know that to this end was he manifested, that he should take away sin, and there is no sin in him. And what doth it profit us, that he came without sin? Every one that sinneth not abideth in him, and every one that sinneth has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man seduce you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. This we have already said, that the word as is wont to be used of a certain resemblance, not of a quality. He that doeth sin is of the devil, because the devil sinneth from the beginning. This too we have already said, that the devil created no man, nor begat any, but his imitators are, as it were, born of him. To this end was the Son of God manifested, that he should undo the works of the devil. Consequently, to undo or loose sins, he that hath no sin, and then follows. Every one that is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. He had thrown the cord tight. Belike it is in regard of some one sin that he hath said, doth not sin, not in regard of all sin, that in this what he saith, whoso is born of God doth not sin. Thou mayest understand some one particular sin, which that man who is born of God cannot commit. And such is that sin, that, if one commit it, it confirms the rest. What is this sin? To do contrary to the commandment. What is the commandment? A new commandment give I unto you, that ye love one another. Mark well, this commandment of Christ is called love. By this love sins are loosed. If this love be not kept, the not holding it is at once a grievous sin, and the root of all sins. Mark well, brethren, we have brought forward somewhat in which, to them that have good understanding, the question is solved. But do we only walk in the way with them that run more swiftly? Those that walk more slowly must not be left behind. Let us turn the matter every way, in such words as we can, in order that it may be brought within reach of all. For I suppose, brethren, that every man is concerned for his own soul, who does not come to the church without cause, who does not seek temporal things in the church, who does not come here to transact secular business, but comes here in order that he may lay hold upon some eternal thing promised unto him, wherein he may attain. He must needs consider how he shall walk in the way, lest he be left behind, lest he go back, lest he go astray, lest by halting he do not attain. Whoever therefore is in earnest, let him be slow, let him be swift, yet let him not leave the way. This then I have said, 
that in saying, Whosoever is born of God sinneth not, it is probable he meant it of some particular sin, or else it will be contrary to that place. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In this way, then, the question may be solved. There is a certain sin which he that is born of God cannot commit, a sin which is not being committed. Other sins are loosed, and being committed, other sins are confirmed. What is this sin? To do contrary to the commandment of Christ, contrary to the New Testament. What is the new commandment? A new commandment give I unto you, that ye love one another. Whoso doth contrary to charity, and contrary to brotherly love, let him not dare to glory, and say that he is born of God. But whoso is in brotherly love, there are certain sins which he cannot commit, and this above all, that he should hate his brother. And how fares it with him concerning his other sins, of which it is said, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let him hear that which shall set his mind at rest from another place of Scripture. Charity covereth the multitude of sins. Charity, therefore, we commend. Charity, this epistle commendeth. The Lord, after his resurrection, what question put he to Peter? But lovest thou me? And it was not enough to ask it once. A second time also he put none other question. A third time also none other. Although when it came to the third time, Peter, as one who knew not what was the drift of this, was grieved because it seemed as if the Lord did not believe him. Nevertheless, both a first time and a second and a third, he put this question. Thrice fear denied, thrice love confessed. Behold, Peter loveth the Lord. What is he to do for the Lord? For think not that he in the psalm did not feel himself at a loss what to do. What shall I render unto the Lord for all the benefits he hath done unto me? He that said this is in the psalm. Mark what great things had been done for him by God, and sought what he should render to God, and can find nothing. For whatever thou wouldest render, from him didst thou receive it to render. And what did he find to offer in return? That which, as we said, my brethren, he had received from him, that only found he to offer in return. I will receive the cup of salvation, and will call upon the name of the Lord. For who had given him the cup of salvation, but he to whom he wished to offer in return? Now to receive the cup of salvation, and call upon the name of the Lord, is to be filled with charity, and so filled, that not only thou shalt not hate thy brother, but shall be prepared to die for thy brother. This is perfect charity, that thou be prepared to die for thy brother. This the Lord exhibited in himself, who died for all, praying for them by whom he was crucified, and saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But if he alone hath done this, he was not a master. If he had no disciples, disciples who came after him have done this. Men were stoning Stephen, and he knelt down and said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. He loved them that were killing him, since for them also he was dying. Here also the Apostle Paul, and I myself, saith he, will be spent for your souls. For he was among those for whom Stephen, when by their hands he was dying, besought forgiveness. This then is perfect charity. If any man shall have so great charity that he is prepared to even die for his brethren, in that man is perfect charity. But as soon as it is born, is it already quite perfect? That it may be perfect, it is born. When born, it is nourished. 
when nourished it is strengthened when strengthened it is perfected when it has come to perfection what saith it to me to live is christ and to die is gain i wish to be dissolved and to be with christ which is far better nevertheless to abide in the flesh is needful for you for their sakes he was willing to live for whose sakes he was prepared to die and that ye may know that it is this perfect charity which that man violates not and against which that man sins not who is born of god this is what the lord saith to peter peter loveth thou me and he answers i love he saith not if thou love me show kindness to me for when the lord was in mortal flesh he hungered he thirsted at that time when he hungered and thirsted he was taken in as a guest those who had the means ministered unto him of their substance as we read in the gospel zacchaeus entertained him as his guest he was saved from his disease by entertaining the physician from what disease the disease of avarice for he was very rich and the chief of the publicans mark the man made whole from the disease of avarice the half of my goods i give to the poor and if i have taken anything from any man i will restore him fourfold that he kept the other half was not to enjoy it but to pay his debts well he at that time entertained the physician as his guest because there was an infirmity of the flesh in the lord to which men might show this kindness and this because it was his will to grant this very thing to them that did him kind service for the benefit was to them that did the service not to him for could he to whom the angels ministered require these men's kindness not even his servant elias to whom he sent bread and flesh by the ravens upon a certain occasion had need of this and yet that a religious widow might be blessed the servant of god is sent and he whom god in secret did feed is fed by the widow but still although by the means of these servants of god those who consider their need get good to themselves in respect of that reward most manifestly set forth by the lord in the gospel he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward and he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of water only in the name of a disciple verily i say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward although then they that do this do it to their own good yet neither could this kind office be done to him when about to ascend into heaven what could peter who loved him render unto him hear what feed my sheep i e do for the brethren that which i have done for thee i redeemed all with my blood hesitate not to die for confession of the truth that the rest may imitate you but this as we have said brethren is perfect charity he that is born of god hath it mark my beloved see what i say behold a man has received the sacrament of that birth being baptized he hath the sacrament and a great sacrament divine holy ineffable consider what a sacrament to make him a new man by remission of all sins nevertheless let him look well to the heart whether that be thoroughly done there which is done in the body let him see whether he have charity and then say i am born of god if however he have it not he has indeed the soldier's mark upon him but he roams as a deserter let him have charity otherwise let him not say that he is born of god but he says i have the sacrament hear the apostle 
if I know all mysteries and have all faith, so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. This, if ye remember, we give you to understand in beginning to read this epistle, that nothing in it is so commended as charity, even if it seems to speak of various other things, to this it makes its way back, and whatever it says, it will needs bring all to bear upon charity. Let us see whether it does so here. Mark, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. We ask what sin? Because if thou understand all sin, it will be contrary to that place. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Then let him say what sin. Let him teach us, lest happily I may have rashly said that the sin here is the violation of charity, because he said above, He that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in the darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness hath blinded his eyes. But perhaps he has said something in what comes afterwards, and has mentioned charity by name. See that this circuit of words hath this end, hath this issue. Whosoever is born of God sinneth not, because his seed remaineth in him. The seed of God, i.e. the word of God, whence the apostle saith, I have begotten you through the gospel, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Let him tell us this. Let us see in what we cannot sin. In this are manifested the children of God and the children of the devil. Whosoever is not righteous is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. I, now indeed, it is manifest of what he speaks. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Therefore love alone puts the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. Let them all sign themselves with the sign of the cross of Christ. Let them all respond, Amen. Let all sing Alleluia. Let all be baptized. Let all come to the church. Let all build the walls of churches. There is no discerning of the children of God from the children of the devil, but only by charity. They that have charity are born of God. They that have it not are not born of God. A mighty token, a mighty distinction. Have what thou wilt. If this alone thou have not, it profit thee nothing. Other things, if thou have not, have this. And thou hast fulfilled the law. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law, saith the apostle. And charity is the fulfilling of the law. I take this to be the pearl which the merchant man in the gospel is described to have been speaking, who found one pearl and sold all that he had and bought it. This is the pearl of great price. Charity, without which whatever thou mayest have, profit thee nothing, which, if alone thou have, it sufficeth thee. Now with faith thou seest, then with actual beholding thou shalt see. For if we love when we see not, how shall we embrace it when we see? But wherein must we exercise ourselves? In brotherly love, thou mayest say to me, I have not seen God. Canst thou say to me, I have not seen man? Love thy brother. For if thou love thy brother whom thou seest, at the same time thou shalt see God also, because thou shalt see charity itself. And within dwelleth God. Whosoever is not righteous is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message, mark how he confirms it. For this is the message which we heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. 
he has made it manifest to us that it is of this he speaks whosoever acts against this commandment is in that accursed sin into which those fall who are not born of god not as cain who was born of the wicked one and slew his brother and wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous therefore where envy is brotherly love cannot be mark my beloved he that envieth loveth not the sin of the devil is in that man because the devil through envy cast man down for he fell and envied him that stood he did not wish to cast man down that he himself might stand but only that he might not fall alone hold fast in your mind from this that he has subjoined that envy cannot exist in charity thou hast it openly when charity was praised charity envieth not there was no charity in cain and had there been no charity in abel god would not have accepted his sacrifice for when they had both offered the one of the fruits of the earth the other of the offspring of the flock what think ye brethren that god slighted the fruits of the earth and loved the offspring of the flock god had not regard to the hands but saw in the heart and whom he saw offer with charity to his sacrifice he had respect whom he saw offer with envy from his sacrifice he turned away his eyes by the good works then of abel he means only charity by the evil works of cain he means only his hatred of his brother it was not enough that he hated his brother and envied his good works because he would not imitate he would kill and hence it appeared that he was a child of the devil and hence also that the other was god's righteous one hence then are men discerned my brethren let no man mark the tongue but the deeds and the heart if any do not good for his brethren he shows what he has in him by temptations are men proved marvel not brethren if the world hate us must one often be telling you what the world means not the heavens not the earth nor these visible works which god made but lovers of the world by often saying these things to some i am burdensome but i am so far from saying it without a cause that some may be questioned whether i said it and they cannot answer let then even by thrusting it upon them something stick fast in the hearts of them that hear what is the world the world when put in a bad sense is lovers of the world the world when the word is used in praise is heaven and earth and the works of god that are in him whence it is said and the world was made by him also the world is the fullness of the earth as john himself has said not only for our sins is he a propitiator but for the sins of the whole world he means of the world of all the faithful scattered throughout the whole earth but the world in a bad sense is lovers of the world they that love the world cannot love their brother if the world hate us we know what do we know that we have passed from death unto life how do we know because we love the brethren let none ask man let each return to his own heart if he find their brotherly love let him set his mind at rest because he is passed from death unto life already he is on the right hand let him not regard that at present his glory is hidden when the lord shall come then shall he appear in glory for he has life in him 
but as yet in winter the root is alive but the branches so to say are dry within is the substance that has the life in it within are the leaves of the trees within are the fruits but they wait for the summer well then we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren he that loveth not abideth in death lest ye should think it a light matter brethren to hate or not to love hear what follows every one that hateth his brother is a murderer how then if any made light of hating his brother will he also in his heart make light of murder he does not stir his hands to kill a man yet he is already held by god a murderer the other lives and yet this man is already judged as his slayer every one that hateth his brother is a murderer and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him in this know we love he means perfection of love that perfection which we have bidden you lay to heart in this know we love that he hath laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren lo here whence that came peter lovest thou me feed my sheep for that ye may know that he would have his sheep to be so fed by him as that he should lay down his life for the sheep straightway said he this to him when thou wast young thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest and when thou shalt be old thou shalt stretch forth thy hand and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not this spake he saith the evangelist signifying by what death he should glorify god so that to whom he had said feed my sheep the same he might teach to lay down his life for his sheep whence beginneth charity brethren attend a little to what it is perfected ye have heard the very end of it and the very measure of it what the lord hath put before us in the gospel greater love hath no man saith he than that one lay down his life for his friends its perfection therefore he hath put before us in the gospel and here also it is its perfection that is put before us but ye ask yourselves and say to yourselves when shall it be possible for us to have this charity do not too soon despair of thyself haply it is born and is not yet perfect nourish it that it be not choked but thou wilt say to me and by what am i to know it for to what it is perfected we have heard whence it begins let us hear he goes on to say but whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have hunger and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him how can the love of god dwell in him lo whence charity begins with all if thou art not yet equal to the dying for thy brother be thou even now equal to the giving of thy means to thy brother even now let charity smite thy bowels and not of vainglory thou shouldest do it but of the inmost marrow of mercy that thou consider him now in want for if thy superfluities thou canst not give to thy brother canst thou lay down thy life for thy brother there lies thy money in thy bosom which thieves may take from thee and though thieves do not take it by dying thou wilt leave it even if it leave not thee while living what wilt thou do with it if thy brother hungers he is in necessity belike he is in suspense is distressed by his creditor 
he is thy brother alike ye are bought one is the price paid for you ye are both redeemed by the blood of christ see whether thou have mercy if thou have this world's means perchance thou sayest what concerns it me am i to give my money that he may not suffer trouble if this be the answer thy heart makes to thee the love of the father abideth not in thee if the love of the father abide not in thee thou art not born of god how boastest thou to be a christian thou hast the name and hast not the deeds but if the work shall follow the name let any call thee pagan show thou by deeds that thou art a christian for if by deeds thou dost not show thyself a christian all men may call thee a christian yet what doth the name profit thee where the thing is not forthcoming but whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him how can the love of god dwell in him and then he goes on my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth i suppose the thing is now made manifest to you my brethren this great and most concerning secret and mystery what is the force of charity all scripture doth set forth but i know not whether anywhere it be more largely set forth than in this epistle we pray you and beseech you in the lord that both what ye have heard ye will keep in memory and to that which is yet to be said until the epistle is finished will come by earnestness and with earnestness hear the same but open ye your heart for the good seed root out the thorns that that which we are sowing in you be not choked but rather that the harvest may grow and that the husbandman may rejoice and make ready the barn for you as for grain not the fire as for the chaff end of homily five